What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV. Remember, whatever listening platform you guys are listening on, uh, make sure you guys follow us and follow us on Instagram at Oz Hoopers TV. Um, check out Jared Week's episode if you haven't already. We've also got Xavier Cooks, um, which is huge. Uh, obviously, a boomer. Uh, just just represented Australia at the recent Olympics, um, and obviously on the Sydney Kings this year. Huge part of the Sydney Kings and probably what they're going to, you know, make a championship run with the team they have. He's going to be a play a huge part. So we've got Xavier Cooks coming on as well. Today we're going to be jumping uh, into college hoops, another big week. Um, NBL preseason, Hesh wasn't on for the last episode, so we're keen to see, see what Hesh uh, thinks of the NBL so far, um, anything we can take away. And obviously one of the bigger names this week in Australian basketball and especially the young guys, Taron Armstrong. Uh, Taron's been going crazy over there um, on the college basketball scene. So we'll touch on Taron Armstrong first. Um, Sorry, Hesh, I've forgotten again. How are you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Tired as usual. End of the yeah. day. Been on a cold all day, which is nice. But um, yeah, just tired and, and been enjoying all those things you just mentioned, bro. I've been enjoying NBL Blitz. I've been enjoying the college hoops popping off. Yeah. It's looking good, bro. I'm, I'm liking it. Taron Armstrong, bro. I'm glad you brought him up, man. Yeah. I've, been, I've been hyping him up for a minute. Yeah. I just want to address something real quick. Okay, just from one of the most recent episodes, I, I did my three guys to watch out for in the college scene. And I said, Josh Duach, um, who did I say? Isaiah Lee, my guy Isaiah Lee, who I spoke to recently as well. And then Taron Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And there's three. That was not in order by any chance. Yeah. I just didn't want to seem like I was spamming Taron Armstrong. But without a doubt, man, I think he's one of the brightest college stars that we have over there right now. Sure. And I'm glad he's proven it. And I'm glad he's getting an opportunity to do it. We said it from the 19s, how impressive he was. We said it with his NBL1 campaign, how impressive he was. Um, I've been speaking to guys within the COE and, and a 19 scene, and they all think that he's slept on. Like, he's just really tough. And everyone agrees. Players agree. Um, and he is he might mess around and get drafted, bro. Like, that's how he's looking right now. Like, leading the nation in assists that's now. Uh, triple-double. Near triple-double the game before. Yeah. efficient numbers shooting a three well diamond that like no tomorrow dude Taron Armstrong's real deal for sure 6-5 I think he's 6-5 yeah I'd say so 6-5 6-4 point guard you know triple double as a freshman starting as a freshman it helps that CBU are I think 5-0 and now mm. um, they won today Taron had 19 points again with the winning free throws yeah um, I think I think he pulled down a defensive reball, uh, rebound and was getting trapped and he called a timeout um, they close the game out in a close one. So, yeah, Taron Armstrong, I mean, with the numbers he's putting right now, leading the nation in assists, I mean, he can't not be on the NBA radar of a few scouts, you know what I mean? So, Listen, it's four games, five games. I get it early in the season. I get it. But if they if they do well in their conference, like, they'll make the tournament, you know? And then if he, if he continues some level of these numbers during the tournament, if they make it there, he'll definitely get on, on it somewhere. And then it's just a matter of striking while the iron's hot. I know a lot of guys go there with the plan of going four years and then their stock's high and then they come back their sophomore year and then something happens or they don't play or they get a five-star from high school and they, they bench or they break their foot or whatever, you know? And yeah. all of a sudden, you just you just slept on. It reminds me of Ogilvy, actually. Not that I'm saying it's what's going to happen to Taron, but Ogilvy had a AJ Ogilvy, you know, from, from yeah, yeah, the Hawks. He went to Vanderbilt. I think it would have been before you were kind of watching college hoops and stuff and into the hoop scene, but... He went to Vanderbilt, man, and he was big time, like 20 and 10 type guy, freshman year. And then talking about first round pick, 
and then decided to stay on and then had a couple of injury concerns and then just fell off the stock and fell off to the draft boards. So ended up playing overseas and in Turkey and things like that and came back to the NBL. But, you know, if you have a good freshman year like that and now with the type of money and the chances they take on young guys, far out. Taron Armstrong could legitimately get drafted next year, you know? I think one of the biggest worries with Taron was, you know, I think if he waited out, I think Jack Jumpers kind of developed after he committed to college. So mm-hmm. I think if he, if he waited a little longer, he probably would have been a jack jumper. Um, mm-hmm. But the, one of the biggest worries is when you go to college as a freshman, you don't get many minutes. I think that's a bit of a problem for while he had, you know, I think he had the talent to start and stuff like that. And I know he started a couple games, but mm-hmm. get the kind of opportunity Taron's getting, I didn't really expect it as a freshman, you know, to go in, start, ball in hand, you know, oh, putting up the stats he's doing, you know, he's padding the stat. So, yeah. Dude, and he's doing it in, in 20 minute halves in a college system where they play 30 second shot clock. Like possessions are longer. They don't play through ISO game that much, but he seems to be dominating the ball and he's just found a great situation for himself and he's taking advantage. So yeah. it's great to see. He actually, I don't know, something about his movement patterns and the way he hoops reminds mm. me of Lamelo Ball, man. Yeah, I agree. Like he's, you know, got a hella quick release. Like that trigger's really quick. He can pass, throws all types of passes, really quick up the floor. Great change of speed, great hezzy game. Yeah, I, I, I like a lot of what I'm seeing, man. And I've, I've been on this. I don't want to say it like that, but I've been on Taron Armstrong, bro, and I'm yeah. glad he's he's proven me right. For sure. Um, I've got a question later on about Taron for you. So yeah, we'll move on. Uh, Rain Smith had a 19-point game against UNC. Huge for Rain. I mean, if you're ever going to have a good game, it's got to be against one of these big schools, right? So 19 points. They only lost to North Carolina by nine, Charleston, mm-hmm. um, which is huge for them. He's starting as well as a freshman. Um, Charleston also have a pretty good record so far. I think they're three and one or four and one. Um, so big things from Rain Smith. Um, hopefully we can see him put up big numbers. Like I said, I think we're going to see a bit more inconsistency from Rain. But when he's hot, you know, he's going to blow up for 20 points, 25 points. So, yeah, can't see how Rain goes for the rest of the year. Jazz Shelley put up a triple-double. Um, she transferred out of Oregon and moved to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Nebraska, I think, are 4-0 or 5-0. Uh, they're making history over there for the amount of wins they've started off with. They've also got Ruby Porter and Izzy Bourne. Um, so, yeah, Jazz Shelley put up 14, 10, and 10. Reed Nottage, who was one of my guys to look out for, uh, yeah. he had 28 points. I think it was his career high, which, yet, like you said before, 28 points in a college game is kind of like, 40 points in the NBA. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 28 points will read. It's, it's crazy. I think he's out of New South Wales as well, is he not? Uh, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Reed, Reed Nottage is out of New South Wales. Rex Nottage is his um, dad, and he runs one of the best basketball programs in the country with Newington College. So that's where Nick Kay went. We spoke to Nick about Rex Nottage. So that's his son. So, yeah, he's been dominating for a while. Right. Um, Amy Atwell put up 30 points for Hawaii. Um, and then Josh Bannon, who I think is really good from what I've seen. Um, he was at the COE, big man. He put up 24 points and 12 boards for Montana. Um, yeah, also starting Josh Bannon. So, yeah, huge week of college hoops. I'm keeping up with a little bit of it. Um, most of the games that the Aussies are playing in, I'm watching. So, yeah, I'm keen to see more college hoops in the next coming weeks. In the NBA... Paddy Mills had a huge week this week. Career-high nine threes off the bench. Um, He also set the record for the Nets bench, uh, three-pointers made. 
um, in NBA history. He finished the game with 29 points. I'm not sure that's his career high. Could be. Um, he also had... Right. I think he's had a 30-piece or two for sure. Maybe. Could be wrong on that. Might need to search it up. Um, he also had 21 points versus the Cavs and 22 points versus the Magic. Um, and he's also started this week. He, he hasn't started yet this year and he also um, become a starter this week. So... Yeah, I mean, it was it was due time, in due time, that Paddy Mills would start 29 points, 21 points, 22 points. He's doing this on 42% from deep um, and Damn. I think 44% from the field, which is crazy good. Um, crazy. Paddy Mills is going to keep killing it, sure of it. Um, hold on, let me just check out how good he's shooting from the field. He's shooting 44% from the field, 48% from deep. So almost 50% from deep. That's crazy. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, Josh Giddy had two double-doubles this week. Is, is, I keep asking you this. Is the triple-double becoming more of uh, a possibility? Yeah, it is. It's 100%. You'd be crazy to doubt it now. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. just put up numbers for too many games now and the opportunities there. The ball was in his hands. He's... He's where I was wrong about Giddy was was just the opportunity that he'd get. I didn't think he'd be getting as much opportunity. And to his credit, every little glimpse or they leave the door slightly open and give him the ball, like he's just making great plays. So yeah. it just justifies it more and more. And he's looked more and more confident. Like just you see little things. It just it's trippy to me. Like he's just pushing the ball with Giannis on his hip no problem just going form flinging things to the corner and getting layups and things it's just crazy man like he's 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 doing it man and he's putting up numbers and and the triple double is on its way bro without a doubt he'll get one this season I'm, I'm stamping it right now he's gonna get one one thing i didn't realize how good giddy was at a specific um you know point of basketball is is his rebounding i didn't know he could rip in that many rebounds i thought you know he could get a couple double doubles with assists mm. but he's averaging like almost eight rebounds a game um, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's both double-doubles this week were with rebounds. He had 14 points and 11 against the Rockets, 14 and 12 against the Bucks, reigning champs. Um, and then he had 15 points and eight boards against the Boston Celtics, including four threes. Um, three of them were in a row. So, mm-hmm. yeah, his shot's getting better. Um, he's putting up, you know, good numbers. He's averaging... Um, 10 points, seven boards, six assists. So I think I think and it's crazy. Yeah, what do you want to say? I think he's top five in rookie of the year voting right now. I think he's sitting at fifth. I'm sure he'll be there. Yeah. It's to me, it's like it's just it's just so clear to see what confidence does to players, man. Like he's just on this role right now where he's nothing can stop him and he believes in himself and he's got a team that given the ball and believe in him and he's just He's just hooping, bro. Like, you can see how freely he's playing. Does it look like that when you watch him? Like, he's just not worried about turnovers. He's not worried about... And then when you play with that type of freedom and that that kind of carefree attitude, and then you back it up with the talent and the work, like, you, you're going to be successful. And that's what he's, he's doing now. So, shout out to Giddy, man. He's, he's taking advantage of everything that's coming his way. So, you've got to love that. Sure. I think his confidence was huge. Just transitioning from the NBL to the NBA, that time period, I think he upped his confidence a lot. Just like even like shots he's shooting, I feel like, you know, I didn't see many of those during the NBL season. Obviously, we touched on with Liam um, on a previous weekly drop about his floater. I think he's added that to his bag a little bit, which is which was very important as well. I didn't think we saw much of his floater during the NBL season. So mm-hmm. yeah, props to Giddy. 
We're going to keep rooting for him. Hopefully, he can keep climbing the NBA Rookie of the Year ladder. Now, the NBL preseason. Um, I touched on a few things last week. I want to hear three things that you can kind of take away from the preseason. can be more than three things. Teams, players, things that stood out to you so far, if you can take anything away from the two or three games each team have played. I'll start with my three. Yep. Hugo, and we have to pronounce his name right because I keep hearing them say it on the TV. And we say Besson, but I think it's <laughs> – I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think it's Hugo Besson. Besson. Okay. Yeah. He's been crazy. And I'm very, I said on the last episode, he's, he's NBA bound. I'm confident of it. And he backed it up this week. Um, I've seen enough already. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain he's getting drafted in the two, three games I've seen of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a big dunk on Joe Chi. Uh, huge. Obviously, Joe Chi's a seven-footer. Came through baseline and put it on his head. Um, he had 24 points against Phoenix. Um, crazy, led the breakers in scoring. He kind of gives me like Bogdan, Bogdanovich vibes, a bit mm-hmm. faster than him and a bit better of dribble. So I think he's going to be a big piece of what the breakers do. So I'm really high on him. He's one thing I can take away from the pro season so far. Jeremiah Martin. I know I keep, I keep talking about breakers players, but Jeremiah Martin, I owe him an apology. Last week I said I didn't really like how he fit with the breakers kind of rotations and stuff like that kind of looked uncomfortable out there with the pieces they had. Um, I didn't think he meshed very well with Will McDowell, who also is having um, a great preseason, which is good to see because he came on the show. Um, Jeremiah Martin, I owe him, I owe him an apology. He looked um, great out there. Who's the second team they play? I think Kings. He looked really good against Kings. He had a huge game against the Kings, actually. Huge game against the Kings. I don't think he played against Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a huge game against the Kings. He had 23 points, seven assists, four rebounds. Um, completely proved me wrong. Shot very well. Looked like he fit in. They were going to him late in game. Jeremiah Martin, oh, I'm an apology. I think he's going to be very good this season. Tom Digbo. Mm. And he raised a lot of questions for me. I mean, he was ranked kind of around Mojave King's um, position on the draft boards and mock drafts and stuff like that. Um, but for what I've seen, um, obviously I've watched all the Bullets games. I've watched all the NBL Blitz games, but from what I've seen with the Bullets games, he looks extremely confident. The shots he was making were very tough. Um, he's got a nice left-hand stroke. Um, he had a big um, cockback dunk. So, yeah, I, I'm, I, I like what I'm seeing from Tom Digbu. Um, he had 16 points, I think, the other night. So, yeah, I'm very confident that he will possibly get drafted as well. Keen to see how he goes through the season. I think he plays a big role off the board's bench. I think we needed that athleticism this offseason. And he's a huge next star. I'm really liking the look of him. And I think he's going to have a big season in the NBL. Yeah. For sure. They're my three. Digbu, Jeremiah Martin, and Hugo Besson. Besson. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I I, I read all that. I like like what you're doing there. Um, Here are my, my little things to say. Number one, Jack Jumpers have impressed me mm-hmm. as a unit. Point guard Josh Majet, he is certified. He's MVP caliber. I think he has a serious shot at the MVP, putting up crazy numbers. He's 
control in a game. He looks in control, rebounds the ball, passes the ball, can seriously stroke it. That's that's verified by Jared Weeks too on a podcast saying that he's got unlimited range and he's just he's just a scoring. He can score the ball when he wants to, you know. Right. He he impressed me, and as a whole, the Jack Jumpers impressed me. I think they're going to be better than what I thought, um, just because they were new and. I guess, you know, they just kind of scrounged together a couple of things. So I was like, oh, I don't know what their roster's like. A couple of, couple of guys that were somewhat like medium-sized pieces on other teams. Clint Seindl, um, obviously Will Magne wasn't great. I hadn't really heard of the imports before I, I, I saw their highlights. So I was just not sure. So naturally, when you're not sure, you kind of just sleep on them. And then I slept on them and I didn't talk about them enough when we had all those chats. And now I'm watching them. I'm like, these guys could do damage for sure. Yeah. Um, so they were someone that sprung, sprung out to me, sprung out to me. So I'm gonna gonna go with that first up. Right. Secondly, someone that someone that you pointed out, Will McDowell White. I've been really impressed with man. I think he's he's playing that point guard position really well. Yeah. I want to see him get a little bit more aggressive though. Mm-hmm. Like he's got such a nice stroke, man, and he shoots it at such a high clip. And I feel like he turns down some some easy looks when they go under the screen, and he just gotta stop under it and shoot it or off extra passes. He's always catching off a kick out and going kick, kicking it one more time. I'm like, I'd love to see him step into that and just, just launch that three. Um, Cause I think he's, he's serious, but, but overall he's just looking really composed and in control. And, and, you know, last year he came in midway through the season. So I think it was a bit broken up for him. And now he's got a full off season under his belt, a full preseason under his belt. And now he's, he's coming in and being a contributor. So I think he's fitting in nicely and I like what the breakers are doing with him. And they've got those young pieces around him, young wings, young scorers around him. So he's finding them and distributing really well. And he's playing some pretty good defense too. I watched him closely um, and I like what he's doing. So that's my second second yeah, thing. He made big shots down the stretch as well when they needed it. I felt like he yeah. made big shots. I felt like some of the plays he was corner sitting and I, I felt like the breakers weren't playing that good when he corner sat. But then when he came up and got the ball and was, you know, running the offense and stuff like that. The breakers looked unreal. So I want to see them use him a bit more, you know, with the ball in his hands. Yeah. Um, sitting in the corner. I yeah, agree. I um, and then number three, I'm going to go with a big man duo from Melbourne United that have impressed me a lot. Dude. Joe Luau Achul mm-hmm. came off the, the first game, just went ballistic. Had like 20, 25 in the first half or something like that, like something crazy. Uh, obviously, not just off that performance, but we've spoken about how his role is going to increase now with Landale going, and I think he's ready for a big one. He looks, he looks like in shape. He looks like he's mobile. His touch looks great. So I'm excited for his to see how he goes. So I'm impressed. And then just we saw a slight snippet of Ariel Hukapodi, Hukapodi, Hukapodi. I'm not sure how to say it, but absolute monster. <laughs> Dunks, bro. This guy's putting people in the rim. So I'm excited to see Melbourne, man. Another one similar to the Jack Jumpers. You know, I wasn't sure what they were going to do. Um, and then I floated in and out, having them in the four, having them not, not sure. Would they come good? Um, you know, on the back of Goulding. But then these big guys, they're looking like, and they're vets, you know, Barlow and Newey, you know, just that veteran presence. They feel like they, they're always going to be close in games. And if they're close in games with that veteran veteran talent that they have you know that they they've been there before and they, they might be able to s- snatch a few wins this year like that and squeeze into the playoffs you never know so those two big men though really impressed me and i'm excited to see what melbourne can kind of put out there overall though the blitz man as anticipated as we said 
it's just going to be an unbelievable NBL season. And where anyone who claims to know who's winning it and who's better is off their head because you can't pick it this year. It's crazy. All 10 teams across the board are just, you know, they all have a shot at winning it. I don't, I, I even think Jack Jumpers, I know we said it before, I know we said they probably have the least chance being a new franchise and stuff like that. But looking at the way they're playing, I mean, they started off the game against Adelaide. It was like 28 to like six. Thanks. Yeah, they came out firing. So, yeah, I'm keen to see how Jack Jumpers do this season. And like you said, I think it's pretty evenly spread across the board. Another thing with Jack Jumpers before we move on, I saw a crazy stat. Mm-hmm. Give a shout out real quick. Um, Jordan McCallum. Shout out Jordan McCallum on Twitter. He said, Will Magne had more points as a role man today than he did in his 278 minutes for Perth last season. Damn. One game with the Jack Jumpers, which was a crazy start. Um, so shout out to Will Magne. Hopefully he can get back, you know, to the defensive player he is and possibly be an MVP talks for all we know. That's um, for sure. Running off Josh Majette, <laughs> catching logs and stuff like that. Um, my, me and Hesh do a question of the week every week um, for those who are new listening. Um, we think of a question all week and um, we get each other's opinions on them. My question of the week, I'm going to go back to Taron Armstrong. Let me hear it. Where does, with the stats he's putting up so far, I know we're five games into the college season, but where does his chances of being drafted compare to the other Aussies in the NBL? So for reference and people listening, Mojave King, Luke Travers, Wiley Bales, Nicole Gack, Tamri Wigness. There's also guys like David Aquera, Jalen Galloway. Luke Travis. Yeah, I said Luke Travis. Oh, did you? My bad. Yeah. Don't yeah. sleep on my Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where does his odds rank compared to those guys? And where, what are his chances of getting drafted currently? Oh, it's a great question, man. Where does, where does he fit in on that list? Uh, okay. You want my personal opinion, right? Yeah, personal opinion. He fits in very highly. He's like near top of the list. Um, not just because of the number, like a combination. Number one, the numbers he's putting up are crazy. Yeah. So that's always going to make noise. That's always going to be respected. People look at that first before everything else. I feel like it's just a stats driven industry. I'm not big on it. I, I like to look deeper, but I know that the, the way that they are with analytics and the way that they look at things is if you put up numbers like he's putting up as a freshman, automatically you're going to be looked at and you're going to have eyes on you. So based on that alone, he's going to skyrocket himself into contention. Like if he if he's top five in assists in the nation, come you know December January, dude, he's 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 going to be there. Like he's he's going to be talked about, and he's going to have a chance. Yeah. Um, I find that the rest of those guys, Mo King, obviously is bouncing in and out of that type of list. The makers are kind of there, but a bit lower down there. Um. Luke Travis wasn't even on it, like in terms of the ESPN looks. So there's, a, apart from Mo King, I think he's the only one that's probably, I wouldn't say a lock, but he, he's the one that's been on there before and he's had lottery pick hype about him before. So it's a bit easier for him to get back on there if he has a bit of a run. Yeah. So, so Taron's kind of coming from a, 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 a deeper starting position. It's harder for him. But what works in Taron's favor is if you're in the college system and you end up, doing well for a period of time like even for this next month if he balls out 
he'll end up on ESPN. He'll end up on 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 that 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 stage is just so much closer to the NBA. I find, even though Australia's and the NBA is like becoming like that, and they're looking this way for the talent and all that. I just think that if you do well in the in the college scene on a national level, you, you're gonna be you're gonna be skyrocketed there. So I think his chances are, are high if he continues this this line of work. Like obviously it's been very very. I don't want to get ahead of myself, and then to back it all up, I think his skill set is supreme. Like you said, six five point guy can pass, can rebound, can shoot the three, can shoot it off the bounce. Has great flow to game. Low key athletic. Will bang out once in a while if he gets a lane. Can do everything out on the floor. Plays D. Like he he clamps up when he needs to. Um, I don't really see a huge deficiency or weakness in his game, and I think his upside is tremendous. So for me, it, it, given the situation, given where his game's at, given the numbers that he's putting up. I think his chances are he's almost at the top of that list right now as it stands. Damn. I like it. I like the answer. What do you think? I think he's got a great chance. I mean, leading the NCAA in assists, if he's not already getting looked at, I'm sure he will very, very soon. Um, he followed it up today. Today he had 19. So it's not yeah. only this and rebounding. I mean, 10 rebounds a game for a point guard. Um, so it's not only that. He's also putting up big numbers in the scoring department. So I think the future is very bright for Taron Armstrong. The only thing is I don't want him to crumble against these bigger, better teams like the big powerhouse colleges. I think if well, he has a good game against them, you know, he could be looking at first round, early first round possibly. How many, guys, how many point guards are dropping triple doubles in their freshman year? Dude, none. Exactly. That's a triple double in a college game is unreal, bro. I was speaking to Hunter about this, what's the matter? And he was just saying like, dude, you know how hard it is to have a triple double in a college system? Like, so difficult. So I think he's, he's killing it. Um, and I think he'll be fine in those clutch big game situations. Dude, he's knocking down clutch free throws. He's not afraid of the moment. Plays with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's got that swag about him. Like I, I mess with Taron, bro, and I, I think he'll be he'll be he'll be great, man. He's shooting at a very high clip. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna check CBU's schedule. I want to see the big schools they're gonna be playing against. Yeah, I, 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 from what I remember, I don't think they play many. But obviously, if they stay winning, they're gonna make the tournament in March. He's shooting at 46 percent from deep, 50 56 percent from the field. So. Yeah. Even the shooting stats are, you know, pretty crazy. So, yeah, good news from, from Taron. Um, hopefully we can come back in the next couple of weeks and he's still killing it. So, yeah, yes. another Australian that it could be league-bound. I think we're going to have a lot of guys in the NBL league-bound. Digbu looks league-bound. Basson looks league-bound. Ariel from United looks league-bound. Travers looks league-bound. Mo King looks league-bound. Now Taron. In the NCAA, looks league bound. There's a bunch of guys. Bawali looks league bound. So Jalen Galloway is even looking really good from what I've seen in the in the preseason. Um, yeah. So yeah, Colter Gack down there. He's coming on in the five minutes of game plan, throwing down big dunks. So yeah, there's a bunch of guys in the NBL. There's probably guys I've missed. But yeah, it's a lot you're right, bro. Exciting time right now. For sure. All right. Yeah. See your question. Um, my question. Do you think Australia? Are more successful on the women's on the women's front of basketball or on the men's front of basketball? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I know technically um, Lauren Jackson is probably really the most successful Australian basketball player. She's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, she's won championships in the WNBA. I think she was WNBA. She was WNBA MVP. Oh, it's very hard. There's a lot of there's a lot of girls in the WNBA actually. 
So I think it's pretty evenly spread. Um, wow. There's a lot of girls in college as well. I think they almost double the boys. Yep. That's a great question. I have no, I have no idea. Okay, it's, you could say it's even, like, you know. I think it's pretty even because, you know, these guys in the NBA like Patty Mills. I'm not sure if it's because I watch more NBA or if the NBA is, like, you know, more broadcasted. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm not sure. Obviously, we have, we've had Andrew Bogut. Um, but other than that, how many Aussies have made the NBA and kind of stayed in the NBA for long periods? We've had Joe Ingles. I think Ben Simmons will do it. Giddy's going to stay in the league for a long time. Um, but, yeah, obviously, uh, WNBA, they've also got Liz Cambage. So, yeah, it's really hard. I don't know, I don't know the question to that. It's not as easy as people think. You know, they probably go straight to all. But the girls have absolutely killed it. Yeah. Girls have been killing it for a while. We got some WNBA talent. We got some young guns that are coming up that are going to kill. Uh, the girls, yeah, the girls have been impressive. Like you said, we got double the athletes in the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, I think Australia produce unbelievable talent at the, at the girls' level. Like that goes without saying. So I don't. I think it's pretty close to be honest. And I think. It's almost like in the guys' level, we have a few of those diamonds that just like springboard us and make us look amazing. And then the NBL is doing so well. But then on the girls' stage, I think the depth is much, much more. Like I think we have a lot more players doing damage um, across the whole scene. So I just thought about it the other day. I was like, it's pretty crazy to think about. Like we, we It's obviously a male-dominated industry and male-dominated sport in terms of the coverage and, and everything that gets put around it. But these girls are putting in work, dude. Like, and I've started to work with more girls in an elite environment more recently. And man, like, there's yeah, we we got some talent in this country. And I think yeah, I think the girls definitely have more depth, um, which is which is cool to see. And then you throw in girls like Liz Cambage, who's dominant in the WNBA, and Lauren Jackson, who's been dominant. Yeah, so I th- I would have to say girls if I had to pick one. Yeah, but okay. then then again, we can bronze medal with the men, you know. Exactly. It's like it's yeah, it's a tough one though. I'm just glad that, that that they're both making noise and it's put us in a good good spot moving forward. Yeah. And there's an argument, there'll probably be an argument. Josh Giddy just went top ten this year. But I mean Charlotte Hill just went top ten this year as well for the girls. So yeah, it's pretty evenly spread, I think. Girls might have the upper hand, maybe. Um, but I like the question. Um, I also think we owe a shout out to Angus Glover who is coming off, is it a double ACL injury? Double ACL. Three times he's done his ACL in his career. So he's come back and he looks explosive. He's, look, he's looking from what these past two games, I think the Kings have played. Um, I think he had 19 points in their second game and he played very well in the most recent game. Um, Angus Glover looks unreal. Um, I didn't know how he was going to fit in with their roster, but he's looking like he's going to be a big piece this season and it's good to see him back on the court. Definitely deserves a shout-out um, from us. I'm keen to see how he goes this year. And to come back from three ACLs, like even to come back from one and do that, let alone two, let alone three. Um, so props to Angus Glover. Um, keen to see him. Um, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, we appreciate it. Remember to follow us on whatever uh, podcast streaming platform you are listening on and follow us on Instagram at TV. If you haven't already, go watch Jared Weeks. Um, Weeks' episode was cool. And uh, tune in this week. We've got Xavier Cooks 
Um, very big episode for us. Uh, questions for my guy. Yeah, I'm keen to get Xavier Cooks on. For sure. I'm keen to see him play this year as well. I'm keen to see him play. Um, but yeah, he's another one, dude. Speaking of which, he's another one that has a chance. You're right. We didn't mention him enough, but he he's 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 not in the young young group, you know, in like the 19, 20 year old bracket. But he's he's you know international experience, boomer experience. Um, had a great college career, been in that US system before. Six eight forward rebounds a ball, dude. We'll talk about it tomorrow, but yeah, he's got a chance for sure. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you on the next episode.